God all over me, from my head to my feet. And nobody explained it to me. But in that dream, I knew that this is sin. And if I carry this mud and reach that bottom, I am doomed forever. So at that point, I started crying. And I started crying and crying and crying and asking God, say, God, just give me one more chance. One more chance. Then all of a sudden, a, something like a star appeared from it. But this is a dark place now. There is no light. But I could discover a star, a small, you know, when the star is very, very far, you could see the brightness of it in the darkness. So before you know it, the star became so illuminous that it was very bright, more than even the sun. And the star called my name three times and told me what I'm supposed to do. And by the, as I immediately, a force from that star, that light, brought me out of the pit. And as soon as it lifted me, I woke up and I discovered I was on the bed. And the bed was totally like the poured water on top of the bed, which is the sweat that was coming out of my body. And I could just begin to imagine the, the, the impact of that revelation that could affect my bed. It tells me where I was really coming from. I, I sat down, thought about it. Immediately, I said, no, I needed to go to church. Nobody told me to come to church. And I came to church. And when I came to church that day, it was a, a church in Port Harcourt, Greater Evangelism World Crusade. I was just waiting for the man of God to preach and do altar call. That was what I was waiting for. Because I knew that I needed to do something because I was given instruction of what to do. But that day, you know, the church was busy with many things. They were doing their uh, bazaar service, you know, bazaar. And it was my first time to see bazaar. You know, in bazaar in churches, they bring different, different things to do, dance and singing and celebration. So while I was sitting, waiting, I was just waiting, let the man just say, want to give his life. Of course, I want to. I'm, I'm hungry to give my life to Christ. But that day, they did offering. Men separate, women separate, and at the end, they announced the winners. The women were the winners, they were happy. So that day, I went home frustrated because I wasn't able to fulfill what I was told. And immediately, that dream vanished. I went back to the world. Went back. Then, after three months, I was listening to a radio program by a preacher. And the way the preacher was vibrating on the radio, I said, no, this is my pastor. And that's how, by the grace of God, a young man invited me to their meeting. And as I came to the meeting, you will see the peculiarity of this story, why it's connected to this preaching. I gave my life to Christ in their meeting. The man of God did not preach salvation. He did not preach salvation at all. But I can tell you that after the preaching of the servant of God, it's like somebody took hammer and broke all my joints. Every joint in my body was practically broken. I don't know the mystery of it until today. I, I'm trying to wonder what happened to me. I go back to what that man preached. If I tell you what that man preached, some of you here will be so sorry. And you, surprisingly, I gave my life to Christ in that kind of circle. And I grew up in that circle. And they trained me in the word of God. But the word of God on a one-sided dimension. Hallelujah. They were totally opposed to what Pentecostal churches were doing. I grew up in that circle until I started in that circle. They didn't believe in rapture. They didn't believe in fasting. They didn't believe in tithing. 
They didn't believe in first fruits. They didn't, in fact, everything the church believes, they are opposite to what the church today believes. But I gave my life to Christ in that kind of setting. I, I, today I begin to wonder why. Now today I am, I'm, I'm now found in the bridge between this side and that side. We were like the Jehovah's Witnesses. I was like that. And we believe that our man of God is the best. No church can be compared to our church. Anybody that does not believe our doctrine is going to hell. You know, have you gone to like Seventh-day Adventists? And they tell you that if you don't worship God on, seven, on, on Saturday, you are not making it in the last day. So I was brought up from that circle. But one beautiful thing I, God gave me with, I had passion, desire for the world. And that is the beautiest, the, the greatest gift no church can take away from you. You have access to the living word of God, wherein the word of God can be revealed to you. And that is part of what I want to share today. Getting the rema out of the logos. Receiving the rema from the logos. Amen. You know, you see, the, the logos of the word of God is like the written word of God that is given to each and every one of us to study. The logos gives us, you know, information. The, the logos makes us to get awareness of the theology that is the the study of God. It tells you this is how God is like. This is who God is like. This is his character. This is what happens in the kingdom. It gives you a brief understanding or it makes you aware of the kingdom principles. Amen. That's what the Logos does. But one thing is that men that study the Logos have an understanding that is entirely different from what the Rema Amen. People who have studied the logos of the word of God, they can tell you of what God did yesterday, but they cannot tell you of what God is doing today. They honor the past, but they dishonor the present. Because they believe that the God is the God of the past. Amen. They tell you there is nothing like miracles, there is nothing like prophecy, there is nothing like signs and wonders, that these things have been done away with. But as I was studying the word of God, as I began to peruse and read and read and read and read, God gave me grace. My ears was opened. And God delivered me from that place. Do you know what he delivered me from? Self-righteousness. And that's what God wants to use our brother to deliver some of us from. Self-righteousness. Because our knowledge of the scriptures is only based on what is written. Do you know that they came to Jesus, a man came to Jesus and was discussing with Jesus about the law. Jesus Christ asked him, says, what does it say? How readest, in just use this word, how readest thou it? Or in other words, how do you understand that scripture? So every scripture of God is God-breathed. It is, yes, the word of God. But our understanding is what makes us differ from one another. That is why those who are from the deeper life has a deeper way of looking at that same passage. You see that every church you go to, they use the scripture to portray what they believe. Every church. They use the same scripture to tell you their doctrine. Amen. And those that believe in the grace of God that is upon that man, they are now tied.
tied to that revelation that that man had. But with time, with time, as men begin to walk with God, they now begin to understand that your experience is different from the culture of God. Let me give my text. Let me not just be speaking. First uh, Samuel chapter 3. First Samuel chapter 3. Verse 1, verse 7, and verse 21. First Samuel chapter. Please, sister, make wait, make everybody there. there. Please, I think once my time reach, let me know, please. Really? Let me not uh, exceed. First Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, verse 7, verse 21. Read. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. Okay, now take note of the first one. I think that's verse 1. The child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. The word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. Now, verse 7. Now, someone did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. Now, in this, past, in this verse, verse 7, please, everybody, have we seen it? Yes. What can you differentiate? What can you notice in verse 7? That there are two things spoken in this verse. Samuel did not know who? And Samuel did not know what? So now we have what we call the Lord and the word of the Lord. Abi? So first of all, Samuel did not know the Lord. Then secondly, the word of the Lord has not yet been revealed. Amen. Now that word Lord is the Logos. Then the, the word of the Lord that, is, that comes is the Rema, the revealed word from the Logos. Now look, read the last verse, verse 27. 21. I mean, verse 21. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, but the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of now, God. Now, you see that there is a step ahead. First of all, when God came to Samuel, God said, Samuel. Samuel thought it was his father that was calling him. He went to uh, Eli. You called me. He said, I didn't call you. The second time, he said, I didn't call you. Third time, he didn't call you. Then, at the third time, Eli now understood that the Lord is calling the young man. That's what the Bible says. At that time, someone did not know the Lord. Now, if someone did not know the Lord, is it that someone did not know the scriptures? Someone knew about the scriptures. He was trained in the house of God. At the age of, I think, nine, he was weaned by uh, Hannah. Nine, I think, I, I think when he grew up, when he was weaned, you know, when weaned, weaned means when the woman stops to give breast to the child. How, how old does the woman stop giving breast to the child? How old? Huh? It depends. Depend on the parents. But at least there's a normal average age. One year. One year and. So let's say at least two years. So from two years, he was brought to the house of God. Let's just establish on that. At two years. You may never see two, two years. I don't see you. Two years. Well, two years. He was brought to the house of God. And from two years, he was growing. So he was taught the word of God. The scriptures. He knew the scriptures. But when the, the one who wrote the scriptures came to him and called him, he did not know him. You can know the scripture and you don't know God. You, I'm, I'm telling you, me, I read Bible, read Bible, I read, 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 to the point that in the church then, when they want to counter, they say, brought you down, I was almost the pastor, brought me, come. They will bring me, because Bible, 
with the carry Bible, you know, you, have you met Jehovah's Witness people before? If you win them, how can you, before you quote, they will tell you. They will tell you the year, the time that passage was written. Who wrote it? They will, because they study, these are custodians. That's the reason why there's a people called Sadducees. Do you know about the Sadducees? Sadducees are people that, they are custodians of the ancient writings. They know everything about it. That's why they can but upon all they know, they don't believe in angels. Upon all they know, they don't believe in prophecy. So what do make you think that it is just by knowing Bible? It is by knowing Bible. There is no need for me to even come and submit myself to anybody. Yes, I don't need to submit. And that was what they taught us. They made us not to have regard for any man of God. I was brought up in that way. If I see men of God, I don't regard them. We challenge men of God. We push them down. People that go for evangelism will tell them what they are doing is rubbish. Just the same way you see somebody, maybe because the person is wearing a ring, you will condemn him. Tell him he's not a, he's not a child of God. Somebody that is washed by Jesus. So because this one, we have trials that, mm, no, 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 we are not the type. We are not our type. This one, he, 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 we are at, uh, maybe, you see, you see somebody with, uh, maybe, uh, what is called, a palm hair. He says it's not going to make heaven. Who gives you the right to judge? Are you the judge? You are not judge. Even if it's by that standard, me, myself, I will not even be saved. Because I was saved by grace. I was saved by grace. I wasn't righteous. I wasn't born in the, in the house of a priest. I was born in, in, in fornication. Hallelujah. Yeah. If I tell you the story of my, my, my mom, my, pap, my papa carried her around from the family. That is, she was not duly handed over. I can say maybe he did not pay the bride price very well. So it is unlawful. It is on the, I don't know which word to use. When David says I was born in sin, there's a story inside. Maybe his mother was not married. Eh? In, sheen, in sin, I was shipped. So maybe now to outside wedlock. So if I could come out from that point, what, what? God declared me righteous. I am saved by righteousness. Work is not there. It's not by works. It's not by your deeds. The Bible says, by the works of the law, no flesh is justified before God. You can never be made just. If you read Psalm 130, verse 1 and verse 3, please help me, sister. This one, everybody will answer this one. I think this Bible study. Psalm 133. This is one of the most shocking scriptures that you can, when you, when you read it yourself, you stagger yourself. Psalm 130. Psalm 130. Verse 3. Just take verse 3. Verse 3 says, If thou, Lord, should mark iniquity, O Lord, who shall stand? Okay. Church, please answer. Read it again, sister. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquity, O Lord, who shall stand? Now, if God now says, okay, uh, you, stand, let's, let's mark from when you were born to today, let's mark. Who, who is going to stand? Am I, can I stand? The person you are looking up as a preacher, can he stand? Nobody can stand. There was a case of the woman caught in the act of adultery. The people holding the stone, my brother, if you see their sins, because we know the sin, but the one that is the lawgiver that sees beyond the flesh, he says, if any of you is without sin, throw the first stone. And all of them walked out from the midst and they left. Nobody. And Jesus says, sister, nobody condemned me. That means nobody is righteous. Nobody. Plus the regalia, the big man where they were. I may come and put the pastor's side. And you think this brother is a holy brother, righteous brother. My, my sister, I'm not righteous, but I have been declared righteous. It is a gift. 
It is a gift, according to what our pastor said. It's a gift. So when you are given the gift of righteousness, knowing you were once a sinner, when you see sinners, instead of you to condemn, pity them. Pity them. Psalm 32, verse 1 and 2. Please read. Psalm 32, 1 and 2. These are staggering scriptures that sometimes when you look. He said, Blessed is the man who told whom the Lord count not iniquity. Read. Psalm 32, verse 1 and 2. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. Blessed is the man whose transgression is forgiven. Whose sin is covered. Whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. Can you imagine that God just raised you, sir? Pastor, please stand up, sir. And God declare you. Say, you, no sin. You, no sin. That's what the scripture is saying. It is not that he wasn't born in sin. It's not that he's not a sinner. But God just said, you, no sin. Amen. So if you are declared righteous by the, the determinant, which is by God himself, who are you to judge your fellow brother? Yours should be to pray that, Lord, my brother is there. He was where I was before. Please, show him mercy too. Show that one mercy too. That one is into homosexuality. Ah, homosexual. If you hear the name of say, God forbid, God, God forbid, inside church, homosexual. Then how can you preach the gospel? How do you evangelize Christ? When my father died, my father died in my presence. When my father died, we were afraid of the house because they were not believers. So we ran away because we believe there's a spirit in the house. The spirit of our father is in the house. We are afraid. So I was going to sleep with somebody in his room. And as I was sleeping there, I didn't know that the guy now fell in love with me. A young man like me. <laughs> fell in love. I look at them, I mean, and I saw I a woman. <laughs> One of the nights I was sleeping before the way hand is pushing. Yeah, pushing. I feel something like touch light from my back. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the happen. I said, I brought them those time for you. Holy Ghost fire. Jesus. <laughs> Can you imagine? If I didn't, you know, God did not help me. That's, I don't enter homosexuality. That's how many people they fall into it. That's how they fall into it. That's how they fall. I didn't know God dead at that time. But what made me to resist it? I ran away from your dad. Instead of me to enter this thing, I go sleep in the streets of my father from my house. <laughs> so you see, you see, when Jesus Christ says, forgive them, they know not what they do. Most people do things they don't know. Even till today, as a man, as a pastor, as a preacher, there are some things I do that me say, if I don't say this one, no good. I'm telling you the truth. After you have done it, because of saying you are, you know, you are in a tight corner. You are in a tight corner. Eh? After the company call you and they tell you they are looking for minimum 15 years experience. And maybe you, your years of experience are 13 years. And you need the job badly. You know, in that kind of situation, my brother, wisdom go from I have the qualification now. I have the qualification because I can do the job. And what they require is must get 15 years experience. You know, it's, they are making the thing very difficult for us to survive. But if you don't apply wisdom, brother, so now that application of wisdom now, it may be like sin in the sight of man. Amen. So if you want to judge Abraham by standard, was he righteous? If you want to judge Enoch, was he righteous? If you want to judge Noah, was he righteous? For the Bible says Noah was a righteous man, but we ended with so he was a drunkard. If you now see a pastor who is drinking, what do you say? Ah, this one nobody will give me life to Christ at all. A pastor, look at you, share the story of, he went for a crusade in uh, Dubai. 
And after the crusade, if a pastor, a general officer came to him and said, Man of God, I need help. I need help. So what's your problem? Say, cigarettes. Cigarettes. After I finish preaching powerful messages, I go home. Cigarettes. Cigarettes. So you see, there are things that if God will begin to mark iniquities of each and every one of us, we will not see. We will not be saved. So what we need is the revealed word of God. Don't just dwell by what you know written here. The Bible says you do err not knowing the scriptures. Neither the power of God. So you need to know the scriptures and the power. And that can only come by revelation. It can come by revelation. And the revelation is, it comes as a still small voice. It comes in the midst of quietness. It comes in the midst of you searching to know the Lord. As you are coming to seek the face of God, don't come with the heart of self-righteousness. Don't come like that man that said, Father, thank you, and I'm not like these other Christians that are, you know, they're messing up themselves, you know. We see, we, we, we in straight way, we follow the right way. We obey what the man of God says. You know, we have removed earrings. We are not wearing attachment. I'm not wearing trousers, so Lord, I'm qualified to receive the blessing. Leave that mentality. Leave that mentality. Come to the presence of God as humble as you are. If God has elevated you to a point where all these things are no more a weakness for you, thank God for it. Don't boast about it. I tell my friends, I say, since I'm married now, for how many years? My marriage, how many years? Uh, 14 years in marriage. I say, I tell my friends, say, I never see another woman pants. They will say, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. These are, you know, we go out to do our job. Sometimes three months you are not home, four months you are not home, you are outside from one place to the other, one hotel, and you are seeing things. You know, you have eyes now, you can see things, things they come your way, you just like they see ah. But God is, now I cannot post when I see my friends. I know that this one is a, is a deacon in this church. I say, I'm going to carry one girl. Ah, I say, oh boy. I'm saying, never give your life to Christ. I begin to judge and judge him. I'm saying, no, I will call him. I say, my brother, the same weakness you have, I have it. But yet God is helping me. How is God is helping me? It's because I'm looking for people that are like-minded. Because if I don't have them, Bible says iron is sharpening iron. If I stand alone, before you know me to have it fall. That's why sometimes I have a wife that can understand. I can call her, share some things with her. She shares with me. So with that, I receive strength to be able to stand the challenges of life. You never stay in a place where there's a shower idea all around you. That's why you know the test of your Christianity. If you don't have money, my brother, you don't even talk about uh, womanizing. You don't have money, that's why. When you have money, there's money in your, in your account, money in your pockets, then you don't carry woman, then we know that you are a true Christian. I'm telling you the truth now. It's because you don't have money. You can be posting, how can you go and fornicate? How can you? When you have money that you have maybe like seven million in your account, and a girl that is so sweet, like, you know, like, like money, she's coming to beg you. <laughs> there are some things that when I went to Calabar, the last project we did in Calabar, my God, when I see women, I say, this one, where they bring them from? The women are so clean, clean. I came back and said, my sister, I must make you clean. I must make you clean like the one I'm seeing there. Because they are too clean to the point that you see women dressing that like they, 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 they make them for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brethren, it is the revealed word that can hold me. What do you think made Joseph to say, ah, this food, I'm not going to chop? You think it's by power? Or Potiphar's wife was not beautiful? Those men of God that fed, do you think it's by power? It's not by power. 
You have heard of men of God that fell in fornication, and you think you, you can castigate them because you heard their story? Have you faced what they faced? Have you faced it? In the place of deliverance, people come to deliverance, no parents, women, very fine women. They come from deliverance and say, there's a pastor there, if the man pray for you, they come, they, they, their purpose is they want to make you to fall. Yeah. So only in the name of falling under anointing, yeah, 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 quiet like yeah, everywhere now. And you see what you're not supposed to see. Your mind is soiled. At that point now, you are destabilized in the spirit. You don't know whether to think spiritual or carnal anymore. <laughs> Capsule, the sister is talking to you. She said, Pastor, I'm having a problem. It's in my breast, in my breast, in my breast. It's okay, sister. Wait, let me pray for you. As you are praying, she said, Pastor, it's here. Lay your hands here, here, here. Just imagine. So, what the, what men of God see, you are not seeing it. That when they fall, you, you crucify them. Till then, now you carry the book of Solomon. You, see, you are quoting the book of Solomon. But if they open Solomon, yeah, here now. Solomon cannot stay without a woman. He said in Ecclesiastes, say anything that he sees that he desires, he must get it. His father, David, woke up one morning, was standing upon the, the roof. He, was, he saw a lady back and said, Try, Lubrak, Alapa, Lavalasata. I can't let this one go. Bring that for me. It was a weakness. But these men are seemingly of God. We still read their books, we respect them. It is a weakness of the flesh. Even if God wants to look on weakness, my sister, nobody will stand. Nobody. But God has decided to give us his son. That's the So whoever believes, it's not that we are coming to give you license to commit sin. No, it's not it. It's not it. But we just want to let you know. Deliver yourself. That's what Pastor is saying. Deliver yourself from self-righteousness. Don't think you are better than other people. Don't try it. Maybe because you see a sister, the way she dresses, and you are not dressing that way, you want to. Don't do it. Because when you declare yourself righteous, when he has not declared you righteous, that's a sin. Don't declare yourself righteous. Let him be the one to declare you righteous. Praise the name of the Lord. So, the revealed word comes in the place of seeking the logos, the written word. As you keep seeking the written word, with an open heart, with an open heart, with an open heart, not with a heart that is already there is something, you know, you want to defend your doctrine. I open my heart to God. Now today, my brother, I'm fasting. But where the man that brought me into Christ, what he taught me, he said, fasting is rubbish. He said, pain tight is rubbish. He said, all these things are works of the flesh. And I believed it. But one thing God helped me, I didn't use it to condemn other people. God delivered me from that mindset. If to you, you feel fasting is not good, fine, don't fast. If you feel fasting is good, fast. It is the, the results that will matter. Why today we are looking at men that we see results and we want to follow them? That's the essence of why some of us are coming to seek the face of God. And in seeking the face of God, we are, we are understanding the ways of the Lord, the ways of the kingdom. But you should know that in the, in the kingdom of God, not everybody is on the same level. Sir, am I still on? My time is here. My time is up. Okay, my advice here for me to Jesus. You know, if I continue talking, I will talk and talk. So please, beloved sons and daughters of God, I'm here for a purpose. You know, actually, we didn't plan all this. We just were praying to see the man of God. I don't, I don't, I so love this man of God. I so love him. I so love him. I don't know why I love him so much like this. So we came to see him, and but God has taught it this way. I don't know, it's like I'm speaking to, there is another person I need to speak to, but I don't want to mention your name. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. 
that God will deliver you from snail spirits. Any spirit that is operating in your life that is making you to walk slow to your place of uh, testimony, what others find it easy to get and you are find it very difficult. What it takes people one month to get it. It takes you like two, ten years to get it. Father, in the name of Jesus, that snake, snail spirit, be broken in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I join the faith of your servants and the pastors and the members in this house to decree concerning this, our sister, that that spirit is dead forever. Amen. As she seeks your face, she will receive a reward. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I speak to, there's a, uh, there's a marital issue there's a personal issue that is hanging in the realm of the spirit. By the grace of God, I speak by the power of God that let it come down in the fullness of time. Yeah. And there shall be a testimony in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I speak to Sarah over there. The ministry of the Lord God in your hand will not die. Yeah. It will grow. Yeah. It will grow. Yeah. It will grow. Yeah. I hear a word that says, Found the flame that is within you. The flame of the ministry in your heart will grow. Yeah. It will grow! Yeah. In the name of Jesus! There is an angel of the Lord that is at that speaker area. There's a sister at that speaker area. There's an angel of the Lord that walks with you. And by the grace of God, you will hear his voice clearly in the name of Jesus. You will receive his voice clearly in the name of Jesus. And I pray for our Father and the Lord in this house. And let, me, let me pray this prayer the way it was given to us last week. That's the same way God uses the dolphins to save men out of drowning. Father, that same grace that you give to dolphins to save men that are drowning, Father, let that grace in his life increase Amen. to become a savior Amen. in this land Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I decree by the power of God, the grace of, it, it, of your, your power in his life will grow from strength to strength Amen. in the name of Jesus. Let's put our hands together for God. I said it, I said it, I said it today Bible study will be double in fact. You got double. The Lord said I will give you double. Hallelujah. We are really blessed today, more than blessed. This is a wonderful Bible study. I pray that those who think Bible studies is a child's daily and come today and see. Praise the Lord. We are really blessed. We have just one prayer point of call. Mommy goes to come and round it up for us in a prayer and close us. Because, you know, Rabbi, you know, you used to happy that we close on time. I know you are scared that we will not close on time. Amen. But Pastor Duda is in the spirit. That's 7 o'clock. We'll keep it 7 o'clock. Don't be afraid. Praise the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit. Those who are thinking that they will come here at 7 o'clock for Bible study, don't be shocked. When I run to come for Bible study, we are going. Praise the Lord. So that we will learn to obey time. Keep time with the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Let us rise and thank God for today's Bible study. Appreciate God. We have been in so much knowledge, much, much, much knowledge has been given. The two men of God spoke mind of God in the same direction, in the same frequency. My God, we thank you because your power was awesome today. We have fellowship with you. We have studied at your feet. We have been fed at your at our table. Lord, we pray, oh God, that this food that we have taken today nourish us our body, oh God, our spirit, soul, and body. Lord, let it become manifestation in our life. In the name of Jesus Christ. That, oh God, we are clothed with the righteousness of Jesus. Lord, may keep us in that righteousness. Hold us in that righteousness. Father, lead us not to temptation. 
deliver us from the powers of evil. Thine is the kingdom, the power that has come, let it sustain our life. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord my God and my Father, for this one that has come, my God and my Father, grant the more grace to grow in the things of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, let your hunger for the things of the Spirit, O God, increase. You say, blessed are those that hunger and taste after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Thank you, Father, for that great grace. In Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Before on the rose come and pray, it was a prayer. There's a prayer that, uh, by the grace of God, we started praying on Friday. And I still want us to pray that prayer. That every project, how many people remember the prayer? Every project of the wicked. And the year with tears. And the year with tears. And the year with tears. End the year sharing tears is a project of the devil. That's what is stuck in the realm of the spirit. End the year sharing tears. End the years with a crippled leg, crippled arm. It's a project, it's a program. That's what they talk. If you can pick into the spirit, that's it. I didn't know so much of it. Like when I was there, I think Pastor DK called me and said, Pastor, I've been trying to reach out to you, but I've not been able to. And he was coming back from Agbara, and there was this trailer that was falling, so he was trying to dodge it. And while he tried to dodge it, he fell into a ditch. And so this other bike that came, came he sustained a fracture. So I think he said it was Pastor Henry and two other pastors that they called, and here they took him to the hospital. Of course, he called me today, they need finance for some stuff. By the grace of God, we'll see what we'll do about it. He's a pastor. Right now, his leg is. I don't know, I've not seen it, but I don't know when he was talking to me. So there is a project. End the year with tears. End the year in the grave. End the year with a crippled arms. So don't, when we say some things like this, some of us are taking it for granted. Now that's a pastor. He was trying to do that. And, mm. So these things are things that we are saying. You know, the Bible says, now don't, please, if you have had one thing today, uh, it is because of the mercy of the Lord that we are not So even when you know how to pray, it's a place for mercy. You know, where I went to minister, outside when I just came back, they asked the question, and they were talking about pastor, you need to pay price. That when you pay the price, you're sure to get it. And I told them, I said, look, <laughs> You can pay price and you can still be rejected. Yes, sir. So don't just think that it's paying price. And they were asking me, Pastor, do you have scripture for that? I said, there was an instant that James and the brother came to, the mother, they came to Jesus yes. and said, we want to sit one at your right hand and the other one, Gabby. Yes. What did Jesus say? If you can pay the price. And, and what did they say? They said, we can pay. What Jesus said, this one is not given to you. So you can pay price, then God can look at you and reject you. So the place of mercy is there. There are some people that pray. Sometimes I walk into some things and somebody will tell me, Pastor, I'm more holy than you. But it's not touching what I'm touching. And honestly, like I said, when they gave me a house in Lake, I was there with an elderly man. The man looked at me. God, I know he left. Say, Pastor, I've been serving God before you were born. How are they giving you a house like this? Because that one, I know they give me the one we're walking out, but that one was placed, everything. You enter the kitchen provided for, enter bedroom provided for. 
the people that went there said that place is worth about 600 million. Jesus. I was thinking that it's 70 million. Everything. And the man got annoyed and said, God is Pasha. Pastor, I'm more holy than you. <laughs> but let me tell you, there's a place for what they preach today. Understand? Because more of all, the reason we are rejected is because we fit that we are qualified for it. And that alone cut you off. After you've done all, like what our brother said on Friday, it wasn't Friday, I think, he, he said, when the servant, when the servant comes back, after he has gone to work, then he comes back, the, the, the master tells him, do what, buy it first. What do you do? You still serve him. So after you've done all that you've done, see yourself as unprofitable servants. It's that place that I am. What makes you I am? Immediately you have that you are. That entitled mentality is what Jesus made like of us for. I'm entitled to it. You missed it. You missed it. If there's one word that the Lord told me long ago that has blessed my life, he says, Son, don't ever allow your intimacy with me to become familiarity. Many of us we are too familiar. I know Pastor Donna, and that's why my grace is not working for you. Too familiar. See what this my brother did. Came from Lagos. They didn't come here to preach. I was the one that called Pastor. I'm not in charge of Bible study. Pastor Kingsley is. I call him. I said, Sir, who's preaching today? He said, Pastor Donna. I said, Okay, is there any way you can make arrangement? I'm preaching this brother. This grace that anytime I see him, I want to push him. They came to say, Just see me with the wife. That is love, not with mouth. Many of us we love. How many times have you gone to the person and said, I don't say let me come and see you. Even they are living around here. Even the minister with you. Sometimes people that are outside come and receive blessings. For you now, you're too familiar. Say, I didn't see Pastor every day. I didn't see Mommy Rose every day. I see Pastor. Have you ever taken step? Mommy Rose, I came to see you. Those things are called honor. But we are too familiar now. I didn't see you, Pastor. I don't know me, Pastor. Don't I see yesterday. Where is the place of honor that can bless you? You know, I was. You know, I was leading prayer with them. When I finished leading prayer with them, myself, I was like, where is this scripture? You know, when I was leading prayer with you, scripture was just coming. And I said, Lord, where is this scripture? There's a particular scripture I use for you people that later on, honestly, I never know that scripture. He, that's how God blessed me, that word will be coming. And I said, God, what is happening? He said, this scripture came because of the honor that they honor you. But there are people around here now. Never hear God say this is the honor of God because they are too casual, too familiar. Amen. But let's pray that prayer. Say, Father, every project of the wicked, end the year sharing tears, end the year with a crippled hand, with a crippled leg. Ah, you scatter over my life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, teach me how to honor those that have blessed me. Take it as a prayer point. Father, teach me how to honor those that have blessed me. 
teach me how not to take men that you put in my life for granted, women for granted. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, I was showing the, the house that my daughter bought in America, 300 million, everything to value. And I said she put a room for me in Atlanta. Do you know why that testimony happened? I was asking the Lord, I said, but why are you doing this thing for me? And I was thinking that when people are, they will build for me, Lake will be enough. And now you're taking me outside Lake, I mean, Atlanta, and people are getting a place. And I said, God, what? You know what the Lord told me? Now, I decided to do something some time ago. The daddy that brought me to the jury. I went to his house and I saw him. I decided to paint the house. I just decided to paint his house. He's in America. He doesn't need me to do that. He has the money to do his house. I just, on my own, bought paint. Paint the whole place. And I didn't know about it. So he called me one morning by 5 a.m. I said, my son, you paint my house. <laughs> I said, no, because I did that, I, like I do my thing. I don't make noise about it, because if I say your left hand should not know what you So I didn't. He said, somebody called me and said, ah, that's why you're already blessed in America like that. I said, I said, ask the person, said, how do you know that I'm blessed? I said, I saw you paint your house, you put style. See. You put style in the fake thing, you know. If you now come and give style that is different from everybody in estate. And he asked the person, so he now called the wife and said, You people paint the house. He said, It's Pastor Dunalo that came and painted the house. This man said, Where I am now, I am on my knee as a father to you. I want to bless you. It's called honor. Honor. He's no here, but I honor him even in absence. Most of when he's talking to me, if I'm alone, I'm on my nail because I know he was the one that beat me. Because nothing would have made me come to a jury. We have come here before. It wasn't even in my plan to come. So when he gave me a house, I said, Daddy, thank you. But I'm not coming. He said something. He said, You're not coming for my house. But he said, I love you so much. I want you to be close to me. And when he came back from the U.S. the first time, he came, called the family, and said, from today, Pastor Donald is no longer my pastor. He's now my first son. You people treat him as a first son. And say, tomorrow, I can go and use his car. The wife cannot say this. He looks like my... You know, today, I think I forgot some clothes in my list. I asked him to go and pray every what did he tell you? He said, you people still want to use the car. And he said, no, Pastor doesn't want to use. Still today. Honor. How many of you honor the people that God put? He put them down. That my guy has a life that <laughs> you know now. But till tomorrow I honor him. If he comes here, you will not like him. <laughs> my God, he, he can use his mouth. But till tomorrow, God forbid that. You know, I will honor him. But we look at it and say, look at him with this kind of lifestyle. What is that? Please learn to honor him. And he spoke that blessing over my life. And that blessing translates into a place for me in America. That's what honor does. That's what honor does. Pray that prayer again. Father, teach me how to honor. Ah.
The Lord said, whoever honor me, I will honor. Whoever lightly extend me. Honor is lacking in the body of Christ. Lord, teach me how to honor. We don't honor people. We look at their lifestyle, judge them, condemn them, throw them away. Become God in the lives and face of people. Yes. Lord, this night, you've got to knock out out of some self-righteousness. Mark, I thank God for the word that you bring forth today. Father, let this word change us. Teach us honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Please pray for the men of God that preach the word today. My father, Pastor Dada, Pastor Timmy, let's begin to pray for them. Lord, thank you for your sons that you've used. Thank you for the depth. Oh, thank you for the grace in their life that is bringing this deep truth. And how to communicate these truths. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. This kind of truth. That's how you communicate it. You can scatter the church. So it's not a grace that everybody can communicate. Because God will not trust you to communicate this kind of truth. Because they are very dangerous truth. <laughs> so God needs to trust you. That while you're speaking it, there are some things that is in your spirit doing a work. So it's not a truth because it needs a balancing. So if you don't, somebody can walk that on this kind of truth and destroy his or her self. So it's a truth that uh, before God can entrust you to communicate it, he must have sharpened your spirit. It's not just words that can communicate this. Life also communicates this. I was supposed to say, even my soul was speaking. This is the ministry of the midwife. Let's come on the road and come and pray for us. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I think all of us are in spirit. If you check what Pastor Timmy said, if you were here Friday when I spoke, you see the related. I told you, as he said, I was not born in a Christian home. You remember? So all of us were sinners before we became born again. Like Pastor said, what he said is right. But what I want to tell us, because some, like what Pastor said, some will go now. Pastor Timisi make they go wear trousers. Pastor Timisi meant they go do this thing. Please, church is a, a school. Fellowship house is a school that corrects people. If we allow what is happening outside to happen here, there is no correction. Praise the Lord. What he's, he was saying is this is the kind of life people are living or we lived before becoming born again. So you don't condemn people when you see them living such life. If you can't approach them, go on your knees. Praise the Lord. So it's not that we are supporting that people should. Church is a school where people's character are being molded. Hallelujah. We thank God for the, the teaching of today, righteousness. Because without righteousness and holiness, no one can see God. So I want us to pray now. I thank God. Mighty Father, we bless your name because you have taught us again.
You have fed us with your food of righteousness and holiness. My God, my Father, I pray, give us the grace to live by that. In the name of Jesus. The Bible made us to know that shall we continue in sin because grace abound. Bible says God forbid. So we pray the enablement, the power to live a holy life so that at the end, the goal of this gathering and preaching and teaching is to make heaven. Father, help us that at the end we will make heaven. In the name of Jesus. Every weakness that doesn't want to leave us today, we sentence it to death. In the name of Jesus. There are a weakness in me. There are a weakness in you. The devil wants to use it that Jesus. So we decree today that he sentence to death. My Father, my God, I bring these ones that are here present. Whatever that is issue of concern, especially towards righteousness and holiness, Father, we decree today that we they will receive it. They will receive it. They will start living a holy life. They will start living a righteous life. They will start doing righteous things. They will start honoring people. was telling us, he said he was standing, somebody passed and said that he wants to be our capital of this day. And when he said that, I remember something happened between me and Pastor during December. I was instructed to come and tell you what I come to do. So I was instructed to come and do that. I kept, when I did it, I told him that your aroma the aroma that will come out of you, he will remember. The aroma that is coming out of you will heal people. He will do miracles. And I release the same prayer to you. Because you have obeyed to listen about holiness and righteousness, I decree to you that your aroma, the scent, the smell, we don't use smell for such things. We use scent or aroma. We pray that your aroma we help people in the name of Jesus. We pray that your aroma will settle people's cases. I say the aroma will make you to honor people in the name of Jesus. Remain blessed. In the morning you are blessed. In the afternoon you are blessed. In the night you are blessed. As you go to the presence of God, the mystery and secret of God will be released unto you. In the name of Jesus. Yes, we study scriptures. But revelation is the now. It's the things of now. You will receive revelation. Revelation that will change your life. Revelation that will change your generation. You will receive it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, wonderful. Thank you, mighty God. For in Jesus. Miraculous name, we receive righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our camp